Hello. Hi. Welcome to another episode of Literature, a podcast where we get lit, talk about books. We're drinking I'm Mel. Some- <laughs> what? Oh, shit. I forgot our names. Um, I'm Sam. I'm Mel. We are your hosts, and we are drinking red wine tonight. And we are post-concert, so we're a little extra raspy tonight. Yes, we are. We love it. Tonight, we are doing the Cruel Prince series um, by Holly Black. So we're doing all three books in the series. Um, Admittedly, it's been a little while since we've read these. Um, The recording schedule kind of got all over the place because we'd get more excited after we'd read a book, like Verity. You know, we had to record right away. So um, this one got kind of put on the back burner for (laughs) slightly too long. Yeah. So memory-wise, it's not 100% there, but... The we passion refreshed. and the spirit is there. Yeah. Uh, these are YA books. Uh, yeah, YA fantasy. YA fantasy, but not, again, like, there was that whole viral TikTok of the girl, like, shitting on people who oh read YA. God. Like, there is some great literature in YA. Fuck off. I really want to read War and Peace now, and I feel like I'll hate it now just because that's what the girl said to read. Oh, totally. Totally. So, I guess let's just, like, dive on in. We open Cruel Prince. Our leading lady is named Jude, which cool name for cool a Cool name. Uh, and she has a twin sister named Taryn and another sister named Vivi. Taryn and Jude are, <laughs> are humans living in Feyland because this guy, Maddox, killed their actual parents and, like, adopted them. By the way, he's green. <laughs> I saw this meme on TikTok that was talking about how um, nobody remembers that Maddox is supposed to be green because I don't think they bring it up very much after no. they mention it the first time. But I'm also admittedly bad. I like will skip over descriptions of characters because I've already pictured them in my head sometimes. But anyway. Um, and like fully, fully green. Yes, fully green. Google a picture now if you've forgotten about it. Which and- doesn't. Like, no one else is really described as anything other than, like, wearing makeup. So... I think so. I but I, like I said, no, I that I remember. You. And so, yeah. I, just, I like, I feel like that's part of why you forget so quickly. But I was just reading something. This is kind of a tangent, but I was reading Sir Gawain and the Green Knights, the old English poem. And he's, like, green, and there's all this symbolism in the sky being, like, completely fully green. And they talk about it, like, 800 times. And I'm like, I wonder if it's, this is supposed to be, like, some subtle literary reference. Because they don't ever say why he's green. Yeah, but Yeah, but he is green with greed. Right, right. So that's like true. Like, greed, jealousy? That is true. Maybe that's it. He's a very greedy bitch. Yes. But anyway. But anyway, yeah, it's just really funny, and I tested Sam early on. I guess I should have waited, but I didn't. But I sent her a picture and was like, did you remember he was green? And she also did not. My answer is absolutely no. Uh, so that's something. Maddox a hoe in a bad oh, way. Okay. A bad kind of hoe. Uh, and he's a green one. Started out by killing their parents. Yeah, which was a very, like, dark... Again, like, it was just, for being YA, I was like, well, dark start here. Yeah. Like, we're jumping in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but interesting concept to have, like, the two humans raised and living in right. fairy land and being sort of adapted into society. It's not, like, you know, mm-hmm. very yeah. interesting. And I do think, like, as far as YA, it is interesting, like, the 
I'm pretty sure, at least by the second book, maybe the first book, the like the twins are 21. So it's weird. It like almost rides a line between. Well, they not. And this is spoiler, but not because we're going to talk about these all having known the ending. So if you haven't read all three, just don't listen. But they do eventually have sex, which. Right. And it's more descriptive than you would think. Yeah. I remember thinking like I wanted them to fuck and I wanted like a decent descriptor of it. But I didn't think I was going to get it. And so I was really satisfied. Yeah. The Um, hookup scene, too. Yeah. We'll get to it. And there's like they allude to some orgy situations going. So it's like. YA, but not, but not totally. But a little bit of spice. Yeah, definitely. Um, so Vivi, their third sister, wants to be human. She has a girlfriend in the human world. She wants to live there. And the two twins who are human, like, kind of wish that they were Faye, particularly Jude. Jude wants to be, like, a knight warrior mm-hmm. uh, in the king's army. And so she wants to compete in this competition to be a knight. And her dad's like, absolutely the fuck not. And she gets really upset about it. Uh, but she has been trained by her dad. Yeah, she has been trained. Combat. But she's not allowed. But I think it's because he stages the coup. Like, he yeah. doesn't want her. And, but yeah. And just general, like, people see, like, look down on her because I was gonna she's say, human. Yeah. Also, she's getting heavily bullied by Cardin and Locke and Nikasia and their crew. Uh, and the bullying's pretty intense. Yeah, they, like, drown them and try to kill them and like they have this potion where they do- which okay cool concept yeah the it doses them so that they have no control and will do like whatever anyone says of like ella enchanted yes <laughs> so it's super super humiliating uh very cool also our baby Cardin first comes on the screen i know who's not a baby at the start like he no. sucks kind of at i was the gonna s- like did you uh do you remember if it how long it took you to kind of identify the main love interest oh i mean mm, i was fairly certain it was cardin just because like it's called cruel prince and everything yeah um but, but I wasn't like, that hun- could have been Dane. Well, so I wasn't 100% sure because I was like, oh, this guy's like a major asshole. So I thought that the obstacles were really good and that they were like <laughs> hard to come over overcome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I kind of thought it was going to be Dane for a minute. Um, I pictured him older. I don't know why. Like way older. Oh, like way Okay. But I don't know that that's accurate. I pictured him older in like a early 30s, late oh. 20s sense. Okay. That wouldn't be that weird. At, like, definitely, like, definitely not necessarily like okay, cap. but he kind of gave me predatory vibes at yeah, the start, yeah. so. But I don't know, in my brain, I was like, maybe. Yeah. I, 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 was, I was not struggling, but I wasn't 100% sold on who it was. I thought maybe Cardin. Maybe Daddy Dane. Maybe Dane. I did not for one second think it was Locke. No. Um, nope. Even though they try and make that a thing. But Cardin's here, so really quickly, because we always love to talk about good fan cast. Oh, yeah. Cardin is Timothy Chalamet. Oh, yes. It's the picture from, it, it was a recent event. Was it the Oscars? No. Vanity Fair party? Something he went to, he had like a black outfit with, it had to well, be the Oscars, no, so right? For the with Oscars, the open. he wore like no shirt underneath yes. this like sequin tux. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Outlined his waist. Yeah. Totally. So to be honest, I already was like picturing him with eyeliner and like the whole like all the the earrings and stuff and I was like he would be so good at that and also like the moody evil yes. boy who like isn't actually evil he's super salty. right kind of like 
not exactly like but kind of like johnny depp like transforming into yes uh jack sparrow um but similar like grunging him up and stuff so i was already picturing him but now it seems like the whole internet's on board after seeing that outfit at the oscars we have some like uh question marks as to how this could be adapted into film Uh, for you know on the one around the second and third books oh yeah yeah on the one hand it's like this could be really great and the moment at the end of the first book would be a shock and stuff but on the other hand he turns into a snake he turns into a a giant snake there's all the underwater there's the underwater queen queen orlot that like her being taken into the underwater realm and stuff is a huge part of the book like second or third book and i'm assuming some people out there have seen aquaman it's hard to do yeah so that one we're like not 100 percent sure but if it was gonna be done Timothy Chalamet would have to be Harden. Absolutely. Uh, or basically his lookalike. So cast him in that. everything. Yeah, also that. Like, we're just never going to oppose to casting Timmy in something. Like, he can do no wrong. They need to find an alternative to Timmy when he's busy, like Hollywood, soon. Because, I mean. I know. So that is, like, a big big obstacle of the relationship is that he totally bullied and tortured her and, and been a terrible piece of shit. But there is that moment where she... Uh, is spying for Prince. So Prince Dane is like, be my, you can be a spy for me in the Court of Shadows. Uh, Just swear yourself to him. Yes, you have to swear yourself loyal to me or whatever. And in exchange, she is free from glamours of all people because like this world, they can really easily control you. Oh my God, wait, I have some. But there's always a catch to it, right? And the catch was like that he that she's stuck with whatever he says yeah right because like phase can't lie but they're also not trustworthy yeah yeah um but i just thought this was i'm gonna be honest kind of stupid uh there's a and i'm wondering if this goes back to some kind of mythology i'm unaware of but the the one of the only ways to resist glamour as a human is to turn your stockings inside out I and wear them like that. I did not remember that. No, I'm not. I'm not even kidding. Wait, but then why don't people just do that? I I, I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure it was serious though. Should I fact check myself before I like? I no, wrote I it mean down. go for it. I just feel like why wouldn't you always have your stockings inside out? I don't know. Like forgo the fashion trend. <laughs> like fuck yeah. I don't. Also, know. stockings are like not that easy to tell that they're inside out. Yeah, I just, I had that wrote, feels like a turning your stockings inside out to avoid being enchanted feels really random. Because <laughs> it does. Oh, and I think there's something they can wear on their neck too, right? Yes, there's like a... A fruit? Right, which, uh, no, sorry. The antidote is salt. Salt. Right? Yes, yeah. I think that sounds right. So, I feel like they were eating really salty food or something. Yeah, so she's like, you can all, you should always have salt on you. Um... Which, again, feels like an easy thing to do. Yeah. Doesn't feel like that big. In retrospect, at the time, I was like, definitely great deal, girl. But it definitely wasn't enough that, like, they would still get the best of her. Because I feel like she was trying a couple of those things. And they would still just, like, you know, gang up on her and, like, drown her in the river, apparently. Not foolproof, but just an odd note. Um, But with Prince Dane, she makes that deal. So when she's spying for him, there's a moment where she sees that Cardin is being abused by yeah. Prince Balakin. And that's kind of like when we first glimpse that maybe Cardin 
doesn't uh-huh. have it as easy as we think he does. Yes. And when she's in Garden's room and opens the book and mm. there's the page that's like the scribbles of Jude yes. all over the page. Yes. But like. So either he's a serial killer or he's in love with her. Right. Maybe both. Or maybe a little bit of both in this instance. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, we don't get a lot of their, like, relationship in this first book, honestly. No. Uh, they do kiss. Yeah, they have good moments at the end, like, after. Yeah. Yeah. But, like I said, they try and sort of fake you into thinking that Locke is the one. Oh, my God. But I just never really bought that, if I'm being honest. Like, no, I never... he felt. Mm-mm. I was not. I did not trust him. No. And that goes to, like, I have this written down a couple of times. But, like, Taryn, you dumb bitch. I thought Cardin was in on it, though. I was like, there's no fucking way that they're not putting him up to this. I thought Cardin and Acacia and all of them were That would make sense, yeah. So, end of... I'm going to kind of say end of book one. Um, They've kissed. This ending is pretty epic as far as, like, a plot point. Yeah. Um, It's very clever. I didn't see it coming. Maddox has been working with... For anyone who doesn't remember, kind of like us, Malik has been working with Balakin. They stage a, a coup and they kill Prince Dane, who's about to be crowned. Um, the catch with this crown is someone from the family has to crown the next prince or king. So, not a lot of options here. Uh, Jude gets Cardin to swear loyalty to her if she, like, for a year and a day, she'll he will do anything she wants. If she can keep Prince Balakin off the throne once this coup has occurred. And she can. She has a plan with Oak involved, her youngest brother. Because mm-hmm. she's found out he's, like, of the bloodline. He's of the bloodline. So they stage this whole thing. Long story short, Jude's a bad bitch who not only says fuck you to Balakin and Madoc, but also tricks Cardin into being crowned king yeah. himself. That was the part that got me. Also, the whole scene was really well written about, like, how Cardin's, like, just drunk off his ass at the party having a good time. Yeah. And then his family's getting slaughtered. Oh, yeah. And she's like, you got to show the kid. You have to kneel. Yeah. He's like, okay. Yeah. It, great scene. And I had no clue what the fuck was going to happen. Great, great um, back and forth, too, when he's, like, tied up to the chair and stuff. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. She well. takes him back to, like, where the spies are. Yep. Which we'll probably just leave out, but we know there's, like, the ghost, the bomb, all those people. The that, roach. Yeah. In the I didn't shadows. attach to because I didn't have names for them. Yeah, honestly, there's a whole thing in book. You're supposed to feel, like, emotional that one of them has died or something. I, well, I think in, like, book three, maybe? There are they're two. One of them. God, yeah. I'm so sorry. They're, they're trying to save one of them from Maddox has, like, captured them. Yeah. I think it's a bomb or something i I don't give a fuck and two of them are in love or something i simply didn't care and she like risks her life yeah and i i'm sorry i didn't care i didn't care yeah cool end to book one and now you've got Cardin as the king but (laughs) girlie's pulling the strings as the high king's Initial. Initial. (laughs) we definitely didn't just google that pronunciation 30 minutes before yeah um which is cool. I mean, she's proving to be really good at it. And I know that there's a moment where she kind of acknowledges 
that she isn't sure if she's like willing to give up the power that she has over him and like the power in this which I thought was cool because there's like good push and pull between like do you trust me and he's mad because you know right yeah. And their chemistry is definitely heating up in this one. Yeah. There's a lot more interaction here. And he's kind of not being very helpful and, like, again, just getting drunk and, like, yes. hooking up with a bunch of people and, like, just being... Very Timmy and Little Women. Up. Yes. Living up to his reputation. Um, yeah. Just... But I love that energy for him. He's like, fuck you. You put me in this place. But he's not, like... You do the job. Yeah. He's not, like, overtly mean to her anymore. Mm-mm. He's kind of backed off that. Uh, but I thought they had a cute dynamic for this book. I don't know if it's in the second book, but I recently saw a quote again that she he said something like, "Did I tell you how ugly you look tonight?" or something, and then she says no, and then he's like, "I can't because he can't lie." Yes. <laughs> oh, I remember that. Like that. Yeah. I and they hook up in the throne room behind, like, because they're receiving people or whatever yeah. and then they go back back behind in the throne room and then that was what i was referring to earlier where there was like kind of a hookup scene that i was like wow this is more graphic than like they're talking about like taking out her stockings and, yeah like, and acacia like tried to shoot him while he was like in bed with <laughs> yeah. another woman like there's there's a lot of kind of that going on i had written as a note when i was reading this that um <laughs> she tries to kill him and then he pulls her into bed love and Love. um that just feels like the kind of dynamic of the relationship the i knife to the you. throat yes the knife to the throat just picturing um, timmy eyeliner yes. the whole nine yards yeah. pretending to be drunk and like an idiot knife yeah. to the throat it's important to imagine it being him i think that's cute and they start to kind of like fall for each other and he has there's a great quote and i'm pretty sure he says it but I don't know. Great. Uh, Let's pretend. So much of what I did right was imagining you beside me. Mm. And I just thought, so cute. So cute. Because I think he's trying to convince her to give back his agency and like let him get married at that point. And his thinking is he wants the relationship to be normal and wants her to show him that she trusts him. Um, And I think she is unable to let go of that small part of her that believes that he might still have it out for her, which Which is why, you know, later in the book, she believes that he could still do her. She's like, I'm such an idiot. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I would have believed him. Right. No, I know. I get it. I totally get it. It's a toughie. It's a toughie. And she's trying to protect her brother. And yeah, and she's slowly sort of seeing him kind of take some control with the Queen of the Sea situation. So it's just like... And she knows that she can do a better job. So I think she's, she has some of her, even though she's not technically related to him, some of her Maddox stepdad, yeah. pseudo dad in her. Yes. She has definitely has like political ambition and skill and thinks she's the best yeah. woman for the job, which she is. But I did love that he like m- married her as that was his way of guaranteeing that like she couldn't be. Uh, yeah of guaranteeing to her that they were equals you yeah know? um that whole scene was good it was it was just it was sweet it was very good but then but then okay the end of book two is fucking phenomenal yeah i was dying for book three after it yes uh you wanna yeah yeah so the <laughs> sea queen 
Yes, Queen Orloff. Yeah, they all approach. And I think it's about how she, because she murdered Bilkin. Right? Um, and they want her to answer for the crimes. Isn't that what it is? Yes, yes, And yes, so yes, she, yes, he has to pretend that he's mad about it. Which also, that's another thing. So he marries her without knowing for sure that she killed Balakin. Mm. He, like, he doesn't know for sure. And he had, like, asked her not to do that. That was right. one of his conditions in all of this. Um, but she ended up sort of having to. And I thought this was going to be the crux of the relationship. Like, when they were getting married... I was like, oh, God, this is what the fight's going to be about. Yep. This is so annoying. I love when I'm wrong about that. I was so excited. I was like, so much yes. I love that he isn't mad. He's like, I understand. He's totally gets it. Not even doesn't waste a fucking breath on it. And it's just the reasonableness got me hot, you know? A man being reasonable. My brother sucks. I know. Yeah. Um, So, anyway. But But Queen Orla, not so much. She's a little upset. Because that was her ally and he um exiles her to the human world yeah and says that only only the crown can pardon her i think um and she is so like upset and in her rage that she doesn't really see this the secondary meaning in that yeah, and but he I, does it very cryptically and good. I know, yeah. And I can totally see, like, I wasn't sure. I didn't I wasn't think necessarily, you know. Um, especially like, because she goes, well, I'm the queen. And, and he well, just, got, everybody kind of laughs. Like That was my thing, is she kind of says she's the queen, so she sort of attempts to pardon herself. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't really, but in the moment, it's just a great moment. It I is. I fuck the logistics of it. It's a fantastic moment. And I do think it's realistic that you'd be so feeling betrayed in that moment that you wouldn't necessarily see the logic no absolutely not because who's logical when they're getting one publicly dumped shamed exiled yeah and like and you just married this man and he's like haha no you didn't right Um, and she always held that corner of doubt like we said yeah so fantastic yeah fantastic ending also queen of nothing is a great title for the yeah it is a really really good title i like that one descriptive um yeah true actually just living in the normal world you know what i haven't thought about that title at all until you just said that yeah that's so true um and we do come back to her being the queen of nothing in book three where she's just out living her best mortal life with vivi vivi and her girlfriend and the kid oak um oak yep and there's a whole situation because Taryn basically finally wakes the fuck up and realizes Locke's a piece of shit. Uh, this is book three, by the way. That was <sighs> a transition. Um, uh, and oh wait, pause. We didn't even talk about how much Taryn sucks. Can we Dude, like can we I sidebar? Sort of said it. Like she really sucks. Okay, sidebar though. In the first book, she literally is fucking in on the whole. Like she knows Locke is like trying to I seduce know. her sister too because he says like. He needs to her to prove that she can handle it or something, and then in the yeah, second what, what book, what does that even mean? And then in the second book, she impersonates Jude for Madoc yep. and tricks him because he doesn't expect that like anybody would know about because they kept um, Jude's like control over him secret, and she keeps like apologizing and stuff. I was so over her shit by the third book. Yeah, I was too. I that well, that was like. When I just didn't feel that bad for her when she was right. like, I thought she, I didn't trust her. No, I was like, not this at all. Is her tricks again. I didn't trust her at all. So, just I just I feel like 
I thought it was a setup, actually. Yeah, I feel like they could have done better. And I feel like, frankly, she was never really redeemed for me. Mm-mm. Um, there is a side book about her that we haven't read, but... Oh, yeah, that's true. Maybe that's Just full it. disclosure, there's, like, a separate book about her. So if we, we... didn't read that one. If this is a situation, like, in Akatar where it would redeem the character, I apologize, but... Yeah. And she is, like, obviously, it, she ends up being genuine in the third book. Yeah, so. she's, like, fine. She just makes so many dumb mistakes in the first three. In the first two, at least. But um, also good writing, because we didn't trust her either, so... Yeah. But she kind of has her moment of finally waking the fuck up and killing Locke. Yep. Um, thank we, God. We all appreciate it. Yeah. But now she's, like, on trial for that. So she escapes to the mortal world. And this is now Jude's fantastic opportunity to impersonate her to get back into the land of the Fae. Uh, I loved this, like, plot idea, though. I thought it yes. was so good because of how, like, they would be on trial and stuff and how jude could say honestly that she didn't kill Locke. yeah yeah she didn't. I mean, uh, like brilliant yeah because they knew that they would use like compulsion or whatever and glamour right so she would have to even though she can resist um great great plot idea and a great reason for her to kind of get back in and see what's going on um the moment when like he recognizes her Mm-hmm. And he knows it's her, and he, like, pulls her aside. Yeah. And even her own fucking father didn't know it was her. Um, Carter knew. <laughs> but it's so cute, and he's like, oh, didn't you get my notes and stuff? Ugh. So sad. Um, he shouldn't have tried to be picky. Yeah, which also, there's a, is it a special edition of the book? I think it's, like, the Barnes & Noble special yeah, edition. That has a bunch of the notes that he wrote to her. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's really cute after yeah. the fact to go read they're on tiktok also if you look for them i just screenshotted yeah. them but yeah. um they're very funny they like start out more um you know like haha yeah. yeah and then and then they sort of end like this isn't funny i come back i pardon you i pardon you myself yeah yeah so he was like why haven't you come back and she just completely didn't get it so but really cute because we, we get to believe that he he was good all along oh. and that's really satisfying he really is yeah like regardless of how terrible he was <laughs> yeah. in the first book and i remember there's some sort of explanation for it however it escapes me at this point i don't remember there may i have think been a there was like something about because he makes tar- tar- taran cry and i feel like it was because he knew i don't remember there was some kind of explanation whatever it was it was to my satisfaction and usually yeah. i'm pretty judgy about that so. yeah i also thought i loved like how smart he was about the whole situation like even though he's been this like drunk who doesn't want to be king or whatever the way he navigated the situation about sending her away that she can pardon herself and like the discreetness of which he acts through all that is very wise like politically and socially Mm -hmm. and i just loved that i was like yes you be that guy like have a break yes they're a great duo because they very much are equals and they challenge each other in a lot of ways um also it kind of goes back to the whole um not like a trope but in a lot of series an ongoing theme is like whoever doesn't want the crown is the best person for the job yes yes which is true yeah um there's, like, a lot of the underwater thing in this, I think. Um, yeah, she gets captured and goes underwater, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
for a while. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he tries to save her and whatnot. But there's a lot of interesting things about the guy who made the crown. Mm-hmm. And I did think that the way... Yeah. The, the, mm-hmm. It was interesting plot-wise. And there was a prophecy, too. Yes. Yes. And the prophecy was, like, not totally how it was expected. Anyway, um, he ends up becoming a snake. <laughs> So Let's got to the chase. Yeah. This was definitely the part that I was most skeptical about. Yeah. I liked how it ultimately led to the choice of like that she had to one. make. Yeah. Um, because I thought there was some really interesting like psychological definitely. work there. But him turning into a large snake, I was like, wow, this uh really brought me back into. I know it's the fantasy world. I know, but like know. there was a lot of like socio political stuff. Even though like some of the places were called like the Court of Termites and like underwater and stuff. Oh but wait, somebody... actually, I don't think we've talked about how stupid the, the name names Court are. Of... Court of Teeth. No, but like Court of Termites. I is know, just horrific. Yeah, but is it worse than Court of Teeth? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think Court of Teeth could be like. We have kind termites of in our house right now, so we're like yeah, extra traumatized. Maybe that's to be it. fair. But I was just like, that's a stupid yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's not good. They're not good names. But yeah. when somebody turned into a giant snake, I was like, all right. Fantasy. And that might be because I didn't remember Maddox was green. <laughs> right. But also, it just like it doesn't come out of nowhere. That's but it wasn't the curse I was expecting. <laughs> no. And and it there just was an element. That was not laughable, but, like, a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. So. But if you, like, suspend that. Yeah. Um, and you put yourself in the position, it is an interesting predicament and, like, of do you keep this person in this, trapped in this form that they don't want to be just so you can personally keep them? Absolutely not. And you yeah. know that they don't want to be like that? I mean, it is a predicament, but, like, definitely. And he tells her to, like, you tell her to take him out or something if he fulfills the prophecy i think something along those lines but um so she fucking cuts his head off right yeah she does ultimately with good thing it worked out for her i believe she uses the sword that madoc actually gave her but i don't remember um yeah it works out for her that that just like brings him back to life Mm -hmm, because it's like from his blood yeah, the true ruler will rise. Well, and also it was like because it was supposed to be symbolic of like he made the great sacrifice or whatever, and yeah. But it is so sad though because like the whole reason that he was abused and like abandoned and shit was because the prophecy said that like yeah, he was no good. Oh my god. Okay, sorry. No, we gotta we gotta as things that we don't remember, things that we I compartmentalize. Feel like we've gotten a lot of the plot out, so now's yes. a good time to just start being. Like, but like what? you know, Maddox is green, like things like that. Yeah. Cardin's tail, because <gasps> he has a tail. Mel, I totally forgot about that. Why'd you have to bring it up? <laughs> I've seen multiple things of people being like, "I just suppressed the tail," <laughs> and I don't think I wouldn't care other than sometimes. <laughs> There's like a line and it'd be like he wrapped his tail around my leg and I'm like <laughs> So maybe that takes I don't know if I want to see Timothy Chalamet with the tail. Maybe they can just cut the tail if they do a live. I I think it's pretty easy. Like uh, yeah, there's I, no explanation for the tail. Right, cuz sometimes in fantasy like, It's just some people have wings and like I was going to say sometimes they have wings you know? and stuff and even that for me on occasion can be like Yeah. Okay. Um to imagine too vividly. But a tail, at least there's not, like, purpose. So I feel like if they cut it, it'd be fine. Yeah. Um, Feels it was vestigial. Is that what the word is? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, a, like an appendix. Yeah. Oh, wow, though. That 
Sorry. <laughs> totally forgot. Um, Heads, fun, you get tails. Yeah. Fun note of something I love, though. I love when he comes back. The cro- um, the throne has been, like, broken. And he rebuilds it as, like, two equal thrones. Yeah. Room. So cute. Um, Love that. Love it. But I'm trying to think about any other what the fuck moments. Um... Oh, the part where she, or like how she threw out like dosing herself with the potion. That was cool. How she's like poisoning oh, herself. Yeah, you know what? Good point. So, and I her did like paranoia there. That was so cool. smart. Yeah, that she felt like she was gonna get poisoned and to build up that immunity. Like brilliant idea. And the fact that there's payoff for it multiple times because she uses it during the coup. And then there's I think another instance where she, not, I guess it doesn't pay off because she was detoxed from that when mm-hmm. she went underwater, but. She's very familiar with the poisons and shit when she has the whole deal with Balakin and she tricks him into thinking that she's, like, taken poison, but it's wa- just brilliant. All the poison yeah. stuff, very cool. Because um, poison is, like, such an easy way to kill someone. And so it it's is. smart to be ahead of that shit. Well, and also it makes it easy to trick somebody else because you could be drinking from the exact same. Right, which is what she would do. She'd pour it. Yep. Yep. Brilliant. Smart, smart bitch that Jude is. And then Maddox gets exiled to the human world at the end, most importantly. Mm-hmm. Which is a nightmare for him. Oh, Do you think he's green? <laughs> I feel like they have to glamour him. Yeah, they'd have to. He'd probably glamour himself. Um, a thought, just a side note, side tangent. So Vivian, her girlfriend, who I, I can't remember her name right now. Mm-hmm. So her girlfriend, like, comes to fairyland and she glamours her yeah and it's like a whole thing she's like traumatized right or something yeah which but then they like their their deal is that she has to still glamour her at the end of this because like she made some promise and then she's gonna go back and like win her win over. her back yeah. yeah which cute i did think that was cute right i thought that was cute also but then she yeah she but does at the end she does at the end I think. yeah she does um because she reintroduces them yeah, yeah yeah but also like do you think the girlfriend was being like a little dramatic yeah about <laughs> i did too but i think it's hard like like if there's no I think fantasy so, books in existence yes i think it's so hard to imagine like how shocking it would be to wake up in a world like that i, I understand I know. but especially also, if you've never like read a fantasy book and you didn't know like but even so you don't expect it to be real no you don't although if i and wake up at hogwarts like i'm I, pulling my shit together quick i was just gonna say i feel really prepared to receive my hogwarts letter at any day and i'm a full adult um, yeah but <laughs> I don't know. It would be shocking. It would be. But, like, would it be so traumatizing that you want to forget it? I don't, I don't know. know. Should we start, like, studying lucid dreaming and, like, just trying to get to Hogwarts, whether it's real or not, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I did I did feel like she was being dramatic. <laughs> but I also, like, get it's supposed to show the point that it, it, but those, it's it w- a very different world. But the, they, like, do sound like scary yeah. people. Yeah. So, I think, like overall this book is i mean it is about jude and Cardin together but it's it's less so than some fantasy it's less romancy mm-hmm. uh i thought that it was well structured in that like the world and like the government and stuff it 
I liked how, you know, decisions they made had fallouts in, like, other courts and stuff, and they talked about the balance and stuff. I thought that was quite sophisticated for a YA novel, actually. I also thought so as well. This, um, the political aspect of this yeah. was very cool. Yeah. Like we said, even though some of the courts and stuff were named dumb things, the alliances and the, right. the sort of treaties that they make throughout are very cool. So, overall, I thought it was a great and very, like, fun read. Mm-hmm. Uh, and smart like I said for like all the different elements of it were very cool so it's a good series uh do you have anything else to add no hmm. I don't know other than look up Jude and Cardin fan art because it's yeah really good I, again if you listen to any of our podcasts fan art <laughs> I hope what you take away is go look up the fan art it's just the talent is absurd there's one where Cardin is in a throne and there's strings above and then Jude is like the puppet master so above him and hey if you listen to this and you make fan art we appreciate you and also you can email it to us absolutely lit on literature pod at gmail.com send it our way we love it also we say this every time but like if you have recommendations for books that you want us to do an episode on please please we love book i mean every time i get a, a book talk tiktok i like like it and write down the book oh same like any recommendations please or if you just want to rant or disagree with us i don't care we love it like please we love we love hearing um to so send it don't be afraid of that email it's it's real <laughs> professional <laughs> Um, Even though I, you know, the social anxieties know that sending an email can be hard. I know. Oh, totally. I feel that way. Totally. I would, yeah. But yeah. just know that we're fellow social anxiety hosts. Well, I think that's part of the thing with this email is I'm like, I'm aware that if I was a listener of this podcast, I wouldn't email. Right. But like, <laughs> I, I want you Text to. Text us. <laughs> just kidding. We're greedy hoes. Um, yeah. So that's that. I think that next week we're doing an episode on the secret history by Donna Tartt and this is like a slightly denser read maybe a bit of a divergence from some of the stuff we've covered but it is so, so good. fantastic so good yeah um just a really brilliant book go read The Secret History for next week uh, it's it's I just great. again I can't reiterate how great it is which we will get a whole episode on so thanks for listening that was Cruel Prince and yeah bye Cardin has a tail bye